Hey, it's Trav. It's time for some housekeeping. Just wanted to let everyone know that we have a new email so that you can contact us, me, I guess specifically, twotuckersoffcuff at gmail.com. That's T-W-O-T-U-C-K-E-R-S-O-F-F-C-U-F-F at gmail.com. A lot of F's going on. And we have a new Facebook page. So this is going to be interesting to see if anybody finds... Oh, there is someone else here with me. Anyway, listener. So there is a new Facebook page where if you do listen to this episode, you could go sneakily over and like it and comment if you feel mm-hmm. enticed to. Inclined. Or inclined because it's uh, it's now available. So go check out the new Two Tuckers Off Cuff Facebook page. What do you put on there? At the moment. So good question. Look who why she jumped in. This is beautiful. Perfect. So basically I'm going to be sharing... Um, whenever there's new episodes, which then people can comment and like and whatever and give us some feedback of how uninformed we really are. Give us some loves or hates or whatever they feel so inclined to do. I don't want some hates, darling. Well, maybe not hates, but, you know, some disagree- disagrees or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Feel free. But those things are there available, so please jump over and check them all out. Now, on to the podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Two Tuckers Off Cuff. I'm Trav Tucker. And I'm Nat Tucker. Oh, hello. How are you going? How are you? I'm good. You good? Yes. Um, I've got a few things I wanted to go over with. Um, I guess initially I had some things I've been saving up for a while, but I wanted to, I guess, jump in straight away, uh, I guess, so we could chat together about when we dropped Indy off at Bali, uh, at Bali? We dropped Indy off at the, at, airport. At the airport this morning. <laughs> And then driving back, it's five o'clock in the morning, and what happened on that trip home, which I find very strange, and I still can't get over it, and it's just got me so puzzled. So we're driving along Tablets Hill Road, which uh, some people will know is in front of Harbour Town. It's a straight stretch of 80. You can go 80 along there. And uh, there was a car that was a ute that was probably about a couple hundred metres up in front of us, and mm-hmm. The only reason I knew or noticed him or took notice of him because he, he was literally the only car on the road or anybody because they've got some road works going on the other side of the road. The only reason I took notice of this guy was because as he changed lanes into the third left-hand slip lane, which you know has like an overtaking lane or something like that for the lights, mm-hmm. which you can then turn to Harbour Town, mm-hmm. he like instantly just veered into that lane and drove that whole weird lane, crossed the lights, and then till back when he had to then uh, uh, merge back into the left-hand lane where he was. And only because of the way he uh, was so abruptly in and out, that I was like, what is going on? And then, of course, as we're cruising along, I sort of caught him because he had to slow down because he merged. And I caught up to him. As I drive past him, can't see his face. He's sitting right back in his seat. Can't see anybody except a giant hand at the window giving me the finger. Yeah. For no reason. No. Ridiculous. Well, see, I didn't see anything. I wasn't looking until you said that guy went in the third slip lane to drive when there's no no one on the car, no one on the road. 
I'm like, that's weird. And the next thing you go to me, he's given us the finger. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like there was no one else around. No roadworks was going on. No one was standing around. There was nothing. I was driving the speed limit. I was driving cautiously. I was probably driving less than the speed limit. I was probably probably driving eight, uh, 70 in the 80. Anyway, very weird, and that threw me off. And then he, he sort of slowed down and backed away, and I slowed down to see what was going on, and then he just veered off at the first chance he could. Mm. Anyway, that really messed me up. Still got me thinking. Well, he just must have been having a bad day, babe, and he just wanted to give you the finger. <laughs> I guess. Well, I definitely wasn't courageous enough to put his face in with it. No, he leant right back in the seat, didn't yep, he? Yeah, he did. And it looked yeah. like an adult. It didn't look like a young boy's finger. That's it. it doesn't look. It didn't look like a young man's finger. It looked like a like a like a man's finger. Mm. You know what I mean? Man's hand. I mean. Right. Right. Look like mine. Yeah, that's a big, big old finger. <laughs> it's it is annoying and upsetting when someone you know seems to be abusing you Untoward. visually. When you're not sure that you've even done anything wrong. Yeah, unrequired and. And most things are just pure misunderstandings like, as well. I'm like, like um, you know, if I do something that I is, if I'm driving erratically or if I'm driving badly and I give the finger, oh, get the finger, often. <laughs> mm. then I, I, I don't have a problem with it. So I understand that. So that's fine. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it either. You deserve it. Yeah, sometimes, maybe. <laughs> um. So this got me, and I haven't spoken to you about this. No. Um, specifically because I've been saving it to talk to you. Oh. So um, you've you've headed off to Pilates, yep. as you've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I go down and meet you after you finish in the mornings. Yep. So th- this one morning, about a week ago now, I'm walking towards you where you do Pilates, and I'm walking along the Esplanade where there is, and people may know this, the at Summerton, where oh, actually the uh, – the whole fast, what's it called? The cafe? The Broadway, Broadway cafe, cafe, sorry. Yeah. And there's steps down mm-hmm. from that. To the beach. To the beach. No, that's not where it was, sorry. I'm getting confused about the steps. A bit further along where the pier is, where there's smaller steps because those steps you can't really see down as much. There was some smaller steps that led from the, the pier onto the beach. There's a mum and dad standing there and a little kid. The little kid's playing in the sand far off and the mum's standing there smoking on the step. She's finished smoking and then steps on the cigarette on the step and then runs off to the kid. I'm like, oh, I just want to just go over there and pick up that frigging butt and be like, put in the bin. What are you doing? This whole point mm. that it ends up in the ocean. Mm. Like do something with it. I could not believe it. And she, she looked like she was probably 30. I just, like I got so mad. I just wanted like, obviously it's inappropriate, but I want to go over there and like, pick it well, up. Well, intelligence isn't to do with age. Intelligence isn't to do with age. No, but so no. She's 30. Doesn't mean she can't. No, the age point was for me thinking that the younger generation are aware. Oh, more environmentally aware. Yes, yes. yes. What... The education in schools is is quite. And so the kid looked like he was five or younger, running around having fun, and I'm like, so the example she's setting is she's smoking for starters. Did he see? Well, he wasn't that far away from her. So he, he was would only have seen a couple her of meters away. Yeah, stage. I mean, he was playing, so he probably didn't. But he would have known. She, so she's smoking in front of him anyway already, already smoking. And then she butts it, butts out, it out on the, and, and that's going to end up in the and ocean. And her partner just stands there. He doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. Was he smoking as well? I don't think so. No, I think it was just her, unless he'd already finished. Just like this is bullshit, man. It gets makes me so mad. Anyway, but you didn't do anything, did you? No, but inside I did. Thank goodness. <laughs> ran, for ran over and picked it up and put it in her mouth. Made her eat it. <laughs> 
It is hard. I always find it hard myself when I'm exercising because obviously you and I, every single day, we we go for a walk as part of our mental health and uh, just looking after our mind and our bodies. Looks like you have a hard time when you exercise too. Sorry, keep going. I, I work hard, yes. <laughs> do my Pilates, do my big walks. And um, when I'm walking, it's terrible when someone is smoking. Yeah, smokers. Along yeah. the walking track. Like yeah. why would you smoke along the walking track? Yeah. So I have to hold my breath, for you know, to, to walk past, um, which is not something that I should be doing no. when, I'm, when I'm, you know. And generally it's like commonly it's like people that are parked and then decided to stand there and have a smoke, isn't it? No, it's actually people that are just kind of sitting on the seat. Or, oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's what like I mean. They're, they're parked, walked there, gone, and then. Yeah, like look at terrible. the view and decide to smoke. And yeah, I, I just find that really hard. Yeah, I it's just, terrible, isn't it? Like you can walk away, go down the side street. We're all exercising. We're already pan- panting more than we would be normally. It's just gross. Mm. Anyway, that's our rant, I guess, for the mm. day. <laughs> Mind you, I mean, I used to smoke, so I'm be yeah. one of the worst. Well, so I, did I you. Did too. So yeah, exactly, but I was always very aware of, like, I would never let, throw my butts on the ground. See, I think I did when I was young. I, I think I did. did. I like I stopped at twenty three before I decided to have children because I wanted to clear out everything. Um, I. Th- feel that I definitely butted out on the grounds. I was the same, about 23, but. But now, if I was a smoker now, there is no way I would want it to go down the drain or to the ocean. I would I would butt it out, rub it out, and then walk it to a bin. Absolutely, I would. Yeah. 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 But you'd never, you wouldn't smoke now anyway. Oh, no. I do. Crazy. Although I do enjoy a cigar, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I do enjoy cigars, but. I butt them out and put them in the bin. How often do you have a cigar, darling? Once a year. Birthday. Mm. <laughs> Birthday cigar. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, I just, I don't like it when, I just think, you know, mate, come on. We're, and it's not just men, it's men and women, but it's just like, we're walking yeah. here. We're walking. This is, this is where enjoying everyone nature, walks. Enjoying nature, enjoying the Everyone rides air. their bikes. This is where we yeah. all get our exercise. We're being healthy. Yeah. You can go You can go down a back street and do that. Yeah, go home and do it. Yeah, go Maybe home. Maybe in the house. Yeah. Well, mostly. Maybe they're not allowed to smoke in the house. Maybe. Maybe they well, go they shouldn't out be allowed to, I guess, should they, really? One. No. I just want to talk about Treat Williams dying. Who? Treat Williams. This is a bit old now because we, <laughs> we, we've put this off a little bit, but um, he's an f- actor. That I've enjoyed watching movies with him in over the years. Do you treat you don't remember him? So he was in uh, a movie called Deep Rising that I love. Um, that's sort of a weird science fiction movie about like a um, alien that comes up and uh, has a there's a ship like a I ghost ship. Science it's pretty, fiction. No, this is it's pretty awesome though. He's in the Phantom. Do you remember Boy. the Phantom with Billy Zane, mm. the actual comic book character, the Phantom? He was in Hair. You'll know that one. The Hair, the musical, mm-hmm. well, the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Everwood, the series. Uh, so he was 1951, 2023. The only reason that I sort of bring that up is because I used to, I was following him on Twitter and he would always do really cool, interesting tweets about what he's doing in this day. Like he, he lived on a property, all this sort of stuff. And then for him, he literally did a tweet about he was doing some um, big yard work with a big tractor. And then about six hours later, all of a sudden, there's reports popping up. He'd ridden his mo- motorbike to town and got hit by a car. 
and then got flown to hospital and then died in hospital. Terrible. He was 68 years old, 1951, 2023. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah. And that, yeah, that only just uh, sort of affected me because I did enjoy seeing uh, how much fun he was having in his life, I guess, on Twitter. That was interesting. Okay. <laughs> what I did want to talk to you about, though, is a man by the name of Gary Hoy. Now, Gary Hoy is a lawyer in Toronto. Now, this story is actually a few years ago, but it, I didn't realize, but it's just popped up uh, recently. It must have, like, you know, how they gained a bit of traction again after the fact. So, this is from 1993, July the 9th, 1993. Gary Hoy. So, this is the heading. This lawyer fell out of a skyscraper window to his death while trying to prove it was unbreakable. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, girl, excuse me, sorry. On July 9th, 1993, Toronto lawyer Gary Hoy was doing his favourite party trick, hurling himself at his office windows to show their strength, but this time his stunt failed. Gary Hoy was fascinated by the physical robustness, robustness of modern architecture, so much so that he regularly performed a party trick which he would throw his full body weight against the windows of his office building to, provo- to prove just how strong they were. As it turns out, he should not have been so confident. Who was Gary Hoy? To learn the circumstance of Gary Hoy's death, one might initially get to the impression that he was either stupid, under the influence of drugs or alcohol, or perhaps even suicidal. The truth is that Hoy was none of those things. Granted, he could be described as reckless or lacking common sense, but he was no idiot. A successful and respected corporate and securities lawyer at the Toronto-based law firm, Holden Day Wilson, the 38-year-old, 38, had a lot going for himself. He was described by managing partner, uh, one of the best and brightest lawyers of the firm. On the 24th floor of the Toronto Dominion Bank building, it was where the unbelievable story of Gary Hoy begins and ultimately ends. The tale has been heavily scrutinized online, but what happened is quite straightforward. Accidental self-defenstration. Defenstration? Interesting. If you've never come across accidental defenstration as a cause of death, that's no surprise. Usually when people jump out of a window, it's intentional, but not the case of Gary Hoy. Hoy had performed the stunt to audiences countless times before, as well as demonstrating the strength of the window. It was clear that he enjoyed the show off a bit. The first time Hoy body slammed the window that day, he bounced off. He had every, he had every other time. But when he threw himself at the window the second time, what occurred next happened to all too quickly, and no doubt let, left everyone in the room utterly horrified. Instead of bouncing off the window, as he would have the first time, Hoy went straight through plunging 24 stories down through the building courtyard below. The fool killed him instantly, obviously. The glass didn't shatter immediately, but rather popped out of its frame. It quickly became clear to police who arrived at the scene that Gary Hoy's death was a result of tragic accident. Can you believe that? Can I believe how long that took you to tell that story? I just wanted to tell no, you about Gary Hoy. I can't. You just had to say this guy tried to... <laughs> Show how strong the window was. I thought it was interesting. It ended up coming out of the frame <laughs> and he ended up falling 24 stories to his death. 24 That's it. stories. That's it. Do you reckon you'd even try it once? It's a minute. It's a minute. Do you reckon you'd try it once? I don't think I would try it once. I don't think no, I don't that I need even try to test I don't the, how strong a window is. No. Nah. No, I don't think no I way. would. Because you never know. I wouldn't even do it on a flat ground. No. Nah. Not like, even, I'd just be like, you never know. But not only that, like, even we if we got you, double glazed windows and I wouldn't do it. Even if you tried it at ground level, 
or one level up or whatever that was fine that you could fall. You'd be like, what about falling on the glass or whatever? That's what I'd or whatever. Be like, how, the glass smashes. how does it break? Anyway, that's Gary Hoy for you. That's crazy, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I did want to do some introductions of ourselves, but I don't know whether you want to do that this time or next time. Have you got a quick introduction of yourself or not? Hi, I'm Nat Tucker. <laughs> do you want me to go first? This, sure, babe. This is going to go for a few minutes, so you might get bored. Oh, right, yep, start doing your nails. It's a good idea. I was born in Adelaide. Grew up in my formal years, I guess, at West Lakes, but moved around a lot, living in Murray Bridge and Port Pirie uh, in primary school, and then high school uh, living at Glenelg in the end, uh, which most of my family's from. Uh, but my teenage years, I rode around Port Adelaide, so that's why thus I'm a Port Adelaide and Magpies fan. Um, on my bike, uh, Joined a junior drama group when I was 10, which consisted of 99% of women or girls. And we performed The Wizard of Oz and I was a munchkin, which I can post the terrible photos of that up. Uh, that was, I, I really enjoyed drama, but I'm not, like, don't have enough confidence to do it, but it was fun. Anyway, a few years later, I must have been 12 or so, joined a circus at Port Adelaide. Um, learned how to uh, juggle five balls, <laughs> rather than two. Balanced on top of a board which was on top of a large table and then on top of a tube. So table, tube, board, juggling five balls or rings as well. Learned how to ride a unicycle. Um, and then also uh, walk on stirrups with a big mask on my head as I walked down in parades. Then also I was the youngest person in South Australia to play lawn bowls. Isn't that... And there is an it article. Suits you so much. There is an article of it, which I've been trying to get mum to find so I can read the article I've out. seen that article. And there's a you photo of me, which me. There, I have got the photo, which I can post the photo. Um, and the main reason I wanted to play lawn bowls because my grandfather did, which is my dad's dad, and he was a um, World War II war veteran. He was in a Chinese prison camp for two years um, and suffered a lot, but um, one of his uh, really happy things to do was play lawn bowls, and I started playing lawn bowls with him. So we used to play together on Wednesday nights and weekends and stuff. So that was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed the the sport of it, I guess. So that's that's all my young years. Mm. What about yours? Oh, gosh. Uh, I was born Gamaraka. <laughs> uh, lived at Teacher Gully in my young, young years. Moved to Seacliff four, I think. Um, then parents moved to Glenelg. My mum and my stepdad moved to Glenelg. Uh, then, yeah, oh, then my first home I bought with my first husband was in Ranella. Well, you jumped a few years there, didn't you? Yeah, well, I can't think what really happened in between. <laughs> I became a dance teacher. I used to teach people how to dance. Oh, yes. And model? Model? Uh, oh, I did, yeah, a little bit of modelling, nothing, just kind of because I'm overconfident, so just getting up on a stage wearing stuff. Um, yeah, dance teacher, used to teach people how to dance in my in the shed and then met my first husband because I was teaching him how to dance for Mr. Heaven at the Heaven Nightclub. <laughs> Get old heaven. He won Mr. Heaven. Um, we married. We bought our first home in Ranella. Then we ended up uh, renting down at um, Glenelg North and uh, rented our place out at Ranella. 
and we split at Glenelg North. And then you ended up moving in yeah. at Glenelg North. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I was 29 mm. when I met 29. you and you were 23. 23. I had um, two, I had a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a three-day-year-old <laughs> <laughs> when you and I first got together. We probably need to give a little bit of backstory on that, though. Well, our fam, our parents have known each other f- for their whole lives. Yeah. yeah. Our, like us. I'm, I know your cousins yeah. really well. Mm. Used to go camping with your cousins. Used to go camping with me too. But I just never and noticed with you. you. Yeah. Well, you were a bit older. You were six years older. Yeah, yeah. See, Mum always jokes that I used to change your nappies and stuff. <laughs> I like, no, I didn't go near you. Yeah, you're just a little kid, <laughs> little teeny kid. You're you're waving me away at my first wedding. <laughs> See you later. See you in eight years. See you in eight years. Yeah. And then you're ready, <laughs> ripe for the picking at <laughs> wow. 23 Radio. when I had Chase and Indy. That's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, well, there we go. That's a little bit of us. And then we moved to Glenelg North. We moved like five streets away mm, from where always, we started out. I think we've both sort of always hung around Glenelg, haven't we? Really? Mm. Well, well, that's where the sailing club was, where our lives. parents yes, were. Where Commodores both, of the sailing club. We both were involved with, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, yeah, and then uh, we um, obviously moved to Somerton Park. Yes, After Glenelg North, which was my dream to live on the Golden Mile. The supposed Golden Mile. It is, it's the Golden Mile. Okay. It's my dream. (laughs) So love it, love it here. And we are coming up to five years, it'll be five years. Yeah. So that's it, that's our life. Yeah. We've been together 21 years now. We have, haven't we? Yes. I was married eight on. years the first time. Well, I didn't quite make eight. So you've been married 30 years of your 50 years life. Oh, gosh. That's crazy. Isn't it? Over half your life you've been married. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Just sinks in. <laughs> I want to go back to snacks. Mm. I want to make snacks a, a like a thing. Okay. The reason snacks are a thing is because we've been getting feedback that twisties in, like in a sandwich, is a thing. In a roll? In a roll or whatever, yeah. Cause yeah. Sally. My, my sister, sister Sally. Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioned it. But that's an actual thing. So I, I want to do a call out here. You know, contact me if it's a thing. Who loves having twisties in a roll? I do remember having twisties in a roll at primary school. Remember that? Oh, yep, yep. Yep. So you Yep, you dig out the dig it out, hole and put the twisties in there. And also just chime in if you like any other chip in there. Let me know. Yeah, I think twisties were... Twisties and burger rings. I don't know if I'd do the burger ring, you know. I've done burger rings. I've done, I've done chicken twisties as well. Yeah, I've done both chicken yeah. and what's the other one? Cheese. Cheese, yeah. The chicken's quite good because it's got a real chicken's tang good. to it. I haven't done it since primary school. Well, unless I make them, you have a bite. When you make me have a bite. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice one. <laughs> you love chips. I love chips. My favourite chips that they don't make anymore, tomato-flavoured twisties. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah, they were my favourite. Why favorite. don't they make them anymore? They must have not been popular. They must have just not. Even I liked I love them. They were so good. Not as much as the cheese ones, but the... Maybe you could lobby them. I should, shouldn't I? Yep. I should. Get in well, contact. you know, because another one of my favourite ones are tubes, right? Mm, so yeah. tubes got discontinued, same, but they came back. Someone else bought, must have bought out the rights and started producing them again. 
how good's that? I'm happy yeah. about that. So this is this is another snack I used to have ready. Mm-hmm. Classic chocolate milk. Remember that? Mm-hmm. While so drinking classic chocolate milk while eating a crunchy bar at the same time. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. That you're amazed. You're overwhelmed. No, I just it's just two chocolates. It's pretty awesome. No, but you it's got the chocolate and chocolate. You got the inside the, inside the crunchy, the, the 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 golden. Yeah, what flavor is it? It's like honeycomb. Mm. Honeycomb was oh, so good. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I was going to say, you know, people dip their like McDonald's chips into the chocolate sundaes. Yes, the kids love doing that, don't they? They love doing that. So that's kind of. Oh, I do not get that. Bizarre. That that is bizarre. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Something I used to do that wasn't quite as bizarre as that, but for a long time I used to like get the chips and put them inside the burger. Yeah, I remember you doing that. That was awesome. We should yeah, love doing I that. Doing that. Do you know what my favorite snack is? Oh, here we go. So after eight episodes, you finally chimed in with one of your snacks. Yeah, do you know what it is? Me. Red. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, <it's> red. <laughs> red. Red capskin. Oh, here we go. Cut in half. Oh, my goodness. It's not meant to be healthy. Tuna. No, that doesn't count. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> no, bring – snacks are meant to be unhealthy because yeah. you only have them every now and again. It's like the treat snack. Uh, just chocolate sundae. That's my treat. That's it. Just a normal double choc sundae. Yeah, I guess so. That's it. Yeah. When you boring. get them. Boring. Not boring. I love mixing foods. I know you do. I love mixing foods. I know you do. All in one. It's good. Yep. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Um, you know the sister, the system, systema? My sister Sally. No, your sis, the systema, the systema, the systema. So you know our containers we've got? Yeah. That have got the seals in them, the, the systema setting. Yeah. Systema. Yeah. Oh, man, it shits me no tears when that fucking. Ring comes out. Comes out. The plastic The that's plastic in ring, because it's such a good design. It really is a good design. Yeah, because it, it seals, seals perfectly. It. Yeah. But then, once it's out, you're screwed. You can't get that back it, it in. It goes that in, seal. but it constantly falls out. Piece yeah. of shit. Other yeah. than that, that's an awesome design. But once it falls out, and then it's well, like, how can you solve that problem? What are you going to do? Well, about there must that? be. I'm just wondering whether there must be some trick to the shape of it that it must go back in a certain way to the lid, so that it locks in. Oh man, just it really gets me. I'm with you on that. I'm the, oh, oh, so gets annoying. me too. Gets me too. Can I? Uh, just, I just wanted to let you know that I sold the vacuum cleaner. You what? I sold the vacuum cleaner. When did you sell the vacuum cleaner? Well, it was just gathering dust. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. I'm reading a novel at the moment. Mm-hmm. What where, novel? Where the main character strained the muscle around his spine. That's his backstory. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Come on, there's got to give me something. All right, you guess this movie then, you ready? Noiseless guy has unhealthy obsession with teenage boy. Which telling was he? Uh, Batman? Batman? Uh, no, not Batman. Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah, that, that's lost on me. Goodness. All right, you should get this one. Maybe. After losing his father... A young male joins a hippie group and becomes vegan. Star Wars? 
No. I'm just guessing. I've got no idea. The Lion King. You know when he put Pumbaa, he meets Pumbaa and um Right. Yeah. And yeah. then he's just eating the bugs. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> a guy that's alone in the forest kisses a dead girl while seven other guys watch. Lost boys? Uh does he kiss someone in that? Kiefer Sutherland kisses someone in that movie? Does he? I mean bites a lot of necks, doesn't he? Snow White. Oh. Oh, boy. I did want to have telling here for this. Um, so this is marriage advice for young ladies from a suffragette in 1918. The pamphlet was on display at Pontypridd Museum in Wales. The suffragette is unknown. So this advice on marriages to young ladies. Do not marry at all. But if you must avoid the beauty, men, flirts, and the bounders, tailors, dummies, and the football enthusiasts, look for a strong, tame man, a fire, fire lighter, coal getter, window cleaner, a yard swiller. Don't accept too much. Most men are lazy, selfish, thoughtless, lying, drunken, clumsy, heavy-footed, rough, unmanly brutes, and need taming. All bachelors are, and many are, worse still. If you want to be happy, feed the brute. The same remark applies to dogs. <laughs> you will be wiser not to chance it. It isn't worth the risk. Mm. Sounds like good advice. Okay. Yes, that's why I wanted to tell you. Anyway. <laughs> You're giving me nothing here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, I guess we'll play your game then, shall we? Ready? Yep, 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 yep. Oh, no. Okay. Well, you do your bit. Oh, no, you want to do the game? Oh, no, I don't mind. What do you want to do? Well, do you want me to read a story? Yeah, into the microphone would be good. You want me to read a story? Yes, that would be great. What story have you got today? The host knows <laughs> a ghost story. Oh, boy. The host knows a ghost story. Now, the story I've got today is, did this hoarder lose her dead son in her home? Whoa. This is the story. Did she? So, she's a hoarder and her son disappeared. And they're like, where is he? Well, the son moved out, apparently. apparently. Her story is the son moved out. Okay. That's okay. what she's going with? Well, that's what she thought. Okay. So, September 27, 2016. No one had seen Lewis Waffenson for at least 20 years, not even his mother, Rita, who for the past two decades believed her son moved out of their Brooklyn home. But on September the 15th, the New York Post reported that her son had possibly never left at all, becoming one of the many things that she collected over the years. Earlier that month, a relative visited the home of Rita to fetch personal belongings while she was in hospital and found the place in absolute disarray, smelling of decaying food and littered with trash. What this unwitting relative, Josette, Rita's sister-in-law, did not expect to find was that of the skeleton of her nephew, Lewis. Whoa. 
completely intact, wearing jeans, socks, a shirt, and lying on a mattress in the second floor bedroom. While the police are reluctant to confirm that the body is definitely his, they have stated that the man died on this mattress of natural causes. Oh, wow. Though the situation has an eerie Alfred, Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> <laughs> feel to it, there are a few details you need to know. Rita had two sons, Michael, who died in 2003 at the age of 38, and Lewis, who was a former taxi driver who now would be 49 years of age. When initial reports of the body's discovery were released, the public wondered how a dead body could go unnoticed for 20 years. But an investigator assigned to the case noted that unlike Norman Bates, who very knowingly hid his mother's corpse in their shared residence long after her death, Police allege that Rita was entirely unaware of the dead body in her home. As the investigation continued, police revealed that Rita is legally blind and ah. is also a hoarder. So given the chaos found throughout her home, which was littered with garbage, cobwebs, lacking, and though lacking any distinctive odour of decaying flesh, police now believe it's possible that Rita had no knowledge her son died in her home. Yeah, if she's a hoarder, he wouldn't, she wouldn't notice the smell. The elderly woman was out of touch with her brother, Joseph, until recently when his wife was sent and discovered the body that is their nephew. Wow. That's sad and crazy, mm. isn't it? Mm. How much of hoarding could you put up with? Me? Yeah. I couldn't. What if I started hoarding? Well, then you'd be living somewhere else. Would I? How Absolutely would, you it, would. What if it slowly happened like from the shed inwards? <laughs> well, then you slowly living somewhere else would happen. <laughs> and slowly like start hoarding. You don't think I check the shed? Oh, you do? Of course I check the shed. Oh, what for? I know you have a history of you hoarding. You don't stuff. I don't hoarder. I keep stuff I need. It's different. <laughs> you have a history. I check the shed all the time. What do you think the psychology behind someone that hoarding is? It's worry that you'll um, not have what you need when you need it. Do you reckon that's what hoarding is? I feel that it might be, but I I wouldn't know. I just feel that you just worry that you won't have what you need or that you'd have to buy what you need when you could just have it. Um, yeah, because I have And you never heard, know if you'll need it. I have heard of like some people like collecting all the – so say if they get uh, something delivered, they mm. keep the box, the wrapper, the the, the the flakes in it, the the what are they called the thing snowflakes, the cushion things in there, the bubble wrap, all that stuff. They keep all that just in case. But mm. that, like, I understand. Even though I wouldn't do that, I understand that. Mm. But then what about the people? Because then there's like there's those kind of hoarders. Well, then there's people that just live. Like say if they get takeaway. Then they just put the takeaway in the corner and they just keep building up, building up with the takeaway boxes, which is another psychological thing of perhaps how they feel about themselves or it's too much to it's too much to clean up so they can't do it. Would that not be just lazy? It's a huge barrier. Yeah, I don't think it's lazy because it's it must be like a barrier to that they can't let them do it. No. I that I 
just don't know how. Well, you can't relate to that. I can't. Well, you and I can't relate to that. I mean, I no, kind of. you just clean up can, straight away. I can kind of relate to that. But if you were, if you were behind your, yeah, well, yeah. If you were living by yourself though, if you'd got too much for you. Yeah, so that's terrible, isn't it? Wow. So mm. what? So I wonder what, at what point he, like if she never knew he, dis- he just didn't, well, she thought he moved out. but Well, he, he would have been 29 at his time of death. And then, so then he's, they found him when he would have been 49. 49, yep. So, but like, she just thought, I, oh, you know what? Maybe, yeah, her memory went as well and she forgot that he hadn't moved out and he was at home. She just forgot where he was yep, maybe as well. Yep, yep, yep. Because he just wasn't around. She couldn't see. She couldn't smell. Mm. It just stunk. So she didn't, didn't notice. It was terrible. Yeah. So weird. Poor though. darling. Also losing both her kids too. Okay. All right. Do you want to play your other game? Sure. Whoa, that was eager. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for Correct Me If I'm Wrong. Um, I will, like, get, please forgive me for my handwriting. Seem to be stuffing that up every week. Um, all right, ready? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Yeah, exactly. First word, go for it. Pejorative. Damn it. Yay. Whoops. Don't smash the table. Okay. Nuptial. What? Just stop it. Okay, this one, this one's from Janet Pryor. Ooh. This is from Janet Pryor. This was meant to be at the end. Pryor notice. <laughs> Janet Pryor has been messaging me, messaging me, telling me how much she loves the podcast. Oh, We're going to find this one boring, Janet. but anyway. <laughs> Ready? Here Janet. you go. Love Janet. Anesthesia. Oh, she got it, Janet. Yeah. Anesthesia. Man, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Don't try to sneak a look. Are you sneaking? (laughs) You're trying to sneak to read it. Show me. I am. I just wanted to get the um the what this one meant because I don't know it. Obdurate. Damn. It's right. Ab- uh, abdurate. Abdurate. Stubbornly refusing to change one's mind. <laughs> there you go. It's a good one. All uh, right. This is getting out of control. Go. Phenomenon. Ah, uh-huh, gotcha. Phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty close. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. I said that. Ah, uh, you didn't. Come on. You've got to give me one. This is from Tenley because she reckons that you can't say this one. Okay. Tenley. You, this is on you. Are you ready? Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to have to. I'm going to find. <laughs> rather than just like random words, I'm going to find. I'm pretty proud of myself right now. I'm going to find things that, you know, those names, those really long psychiatric names that for like things, like whatever the technical term for hoarding is. I'm going to find those kind of words. All right, bring them at me. I bet you can't find Bring them at me. I'd say those. I'll take it on. All right, well, now it's time for this week's Paris Bredokian. Ready? Hmm. Knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. Okay. Thanks. Into the microphone, please. Okay. Please, into the microphone. Okay. I edit you and it's like, like you know. Come on, it's past my bedtime. It's 10 o'clock. It is 10 o'clock. It's not that late. All right. 
To steal ideas from one person is plagiarism. To steal from many is research. Mm, okay. The voices in my head may, uh, the voices in my head may not be real, but they have some good ideas. Mm-hmm. Always borrow money from a pessimist. He won't expect it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got you on the last one. True. Was oh, that the last one? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you hear the? Did you? We talked about it a little bit, but um, Bill Murray dating. So Bill and Murray, seventy-two, dating the milkshake singer Keyless. Is it Keyless or Keyless? Forty-three. Oh, I can't remember. Forty-three years old. Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Should I like cut that a little bit of that in? My milkshakes bring all the boys to your your yard. Better than my yard. No, was it go? My yard's better. My yard's better better than yours. yours. That's it. I'd teach you, but I'd have to charge. Her husband died, uh, second husband died um, in 2022. Uh, While Murray's estranged wife, Jennifer Butler, died in 2021. Whoa, some conspiracy going on there. They both died. Are they married or just partnered though? Um, Well, from what I've done a little tiny, my tiniest little bit of research, it doesn't look like they're actually together. It's a bit of just just oh, just fake They've been seen together, yeah. Okay. They were both seen at the same hotel and has been watch and has been to watch her perform several times before he went to Mighty Hoopla. Yeah, they're not. It's this is speculating they are, but from what I've said, they're, seen they're not actually really together. Okay. That's our gossip corner for the show. Gossip corner. Yeah, gossip corner. Um, the, uh, you probably haven't heard of the, you know, a man called the Unabomber? No. No. Unabomber was a man by the name of Ted Kaczynski, um, who, uh, bombed quite a few places in the early seventies. Um, he just died, um, probably like well, June 10th, there we go. So 10 days ago, um, he was a absolute genius. At 170 IQ level, which is even above Einstein. And um, he was a mathematical genius. And his span of crimes were from 1978 to 1995. Um, basically, um, he had 10 counts of transportation of mailing using bombs, three counts of first-degree murder. So he actually killed three people with bombs. Um, mainly he, um, I guess because he was so intelligent, whatever, he just started hating technology. and um, basically moved down to a uh, – he was a, math, a mathematics um, professor at a university. They called him the Unabomber because he ended up uh, bombing universities and an airline. And he moved out to a tiny little shack out in the middle of a forest where he cut himself off from all society and all technology. And he hated technology, so he wanted to uh, get rid of technology. And he wrote a thesis on it and all this sort of stuff, or memoir, whatever you call it. What The way he got caught was he had his – memoir maybe a memoir he had his memoir published the fbi could not find him he was that clever that he was able to hide his tracks for years 1978 to 1995 when he published his memoir his brother dobbed him in because he recognized the memoir so what i want to know is if you were the unabomber would you expect your sisters to dob you in or vice mm-hmm. versa would you dob your sister in mm-hmm. you would you reckon mm-hmm. you would yep absolutely yeah yep I'd dob anyone in. You'd dob anyone in. <laughs> Did that? Yeah, you got no right. But it, it seems like he had some he had some mental issues as well. Um, but yeah, so his brother dobbed him in, as far as I, what I've uh, had to read. Yeah, so you would you just turn coat? 
Dobby Sistering. Mm. Yeah. I hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? What would what would what level like say if he did if she had done bombs or whatever, would there, if there was no one murdered, but you knew it was him? Because like, because he stopped. But you, but you said that he. No, he had. I'm talking. I'm just talking differently. Because you were straight up, like, yeah. So if my sister was dropping bombs, but not actually killing anyone. Well, so what happened was that he had done the bombs, had killed people, but then he actually had stopped doing it, and but then he still they found did him, it. and then he was put in jail for eight life sentences, right? He still did it. So if 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 they if your sister hadn't murdered anybody, if they hadn't by chance anyone, hadn't, would you still dob me? I dobbed them to mum. <laughs> then what? <laughs> <laughs> then mum would forget it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a quandary, isn't it? Because, yeah, life is important and that's why. Because they shouldn't do that. Well, it's just they need help, don't they? I guess so. Oh, you want to gonna kill someone. Yeah, I guess so. Need some help there. <laughs> don't yeah. It's not like it's an accident. Like they actually built these things to do this. Yeah, he did. He he went out of his so way. So that's like there's something wrong there. They need some help. Yep. You know, just for their own selves, not not only because of who they killed. Yeah, I guess so. So your 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 impression is that yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let them know that I'll let the FBI know. Would you do it um, anonymously, or would you try and get some? Because I think the brother. Wanted some fame. I think he wrote a book about it and then tried to get. I don't know if specifically tried well, to get I wouldn't famous, go but he wrote a book about it. To the police, I'd talk to their their husbands. You'd like, oh, the husband, not not directly to your sister. I'd dob on them to their husbands <laughs> and then they what? could spank them. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't even know what I'd do if, like, someone like if your sister came to me and said, "Oh, Natalie's doing bombs, dropping bombs, like, and what? killing people." When does she have time to do that? <laughs> But no, that's what I would do. I'd go to their husbands and say they're doing this thing. You know what's going on there? What's happening? What's yeah. up? Yep. And I, I would say so. that I'm going to go and dob them in. Yep. Does that and make then, me a bad person? You're looking at me like I'm a bad person. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to. We're just, just you know, we're just theorizing. We're just having fun. No, with it, just need, seeing what we they do. They need help. We're creating a. Uh, a theatre of the mind for the people listening. What you know? I just don't know how anyone could feel that it's okay to take someone else's life. No, not at all. It's just horrific. Looks like he did about fourteen bombs, and about three were detonated, but the rest all went off. Yeah. So severe cuts, burns, most body faces, severe burns, hands, shrapnel. So yeah, it looks like he hurt. Yeah. A lot so of he was too. sick. He was sick. He was. He was. That was terrible. Between 1978 and 1995, Kaczynski mailed or hand-delivered series of increasingly sophisticated bombs that communally killed three people and injured 23 others. 16 bombs were attributed to Kaczynski, mm. while the bombing devices varied widely through the years. Many contained the initials FC, which Kaczynski later said stood for Freedom Club. Inscribed on parts inside, he purposely left misleading clues in the device to, and took extreme care in preparing to avoid leaving fingerprints. Fingerprints found on some of the devices did not match those found on the letters attributed to Kaczynski. So they never would have found him if it wasn't for the brother. Mm. And he had actually um, stopped doing it, as far as I understand. Well, you're always going to get caught in the end because someone's always going to dob you in. I guess so. Someone will, won't they? Yep. Well, you won't always get found because there are people that haven't been found. 
like the Zodiac Killer, that he's that person's never been found, and that they've still That's got probably this bombing dude. They've still got no, no. They caught <laughs> this guy, you weirdo. Um, what about Jack the Ripper? Well, we know who that is. Do we? Well, I've got something for you. Be like that segue. How's this? This theory is that Jack the Ripper was a woman. Couldn't have been. Why? Because the strength. What strength? The that, surgical items. Yeah, but just the choking out of the prostitutes. No, no, it was surgical items. They would literally slash and drug them. He would the 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 killer would drug them. Then once they were out of it, if it's a woman, then it would be a woman getting a prostitute. There's no nothing to do with strength. Despite extensively instead what. Despite in extensive investigations, the true identity of Jack the Ripper remains a mystery, captivating the imagination of people throughout history. However, an intriguing theory, intriguing theory, proposed that the perpetrator behind these heinous crimes was in fact a woman. This theory gains credibility from the thoughts expressed by British Chief Inspector Frederick Aberline, who contemplated that the possibility of a female killer as early as 1888 at the time. Aberline came across several bone-chilling witnesses. Witness testimonies that hinted at a female perpetrator. In the wake of the last victim's brutal demise, a number of witnesses came forward claiming to have caught the sight of a woman connected to the crimes. This revelation led to Abilene consider the notion that the killing cunningly donned the clothing of last victim, thus camouflaging herself and evading detection as she fled the scene of the crime. Abilene's suspicions were not unfounded as others within the investigation community, community also entertain the idea that a woman might be responsible for the gruesome killings. No. The idea of the female Jack the Ripper introduces a captivating twist on the already perplexing mystery, while the identity of a notorious killer maids undisclosed. The notion that a woman might have carried out these horrific acts adds an intriguing layer to the historical narrative. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, that's terrible. Wow, well, there you go. Jacqueline. Why? Jacqueline, Jacqueline the Ripper. Jacqueline the Ripper. <laughs> I did hear of another theory about Jack the Ripper, that he actually um, ended up moving to Australia and lived out his life in Australia because that was the time that a lot of English were moving to Australia. So he moved out here and lived his life out in Melbourne. Ooh. That's another one. Might, that might be for another time. Okay, okay. I found that one. <laughs> that was quite interesting. Well, I have to go to bed, darling. I, that's, I don't think people need to know that. Yeah, yeah, they do. They need to know that it's 10, 13 I think and I do. should have been in bed 13 minutes ago reading my book. Well, I think I've pretty much covered over everything I wanted. So, um, I mean, you know how to cut it off. So if you want me to keep babbling. Oh, oh so that's guess right. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Oh, I forgot about that. I have Did to right. well, cover so, till next time. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> 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 you can cut me off any time. I forgot that I had that power. You have to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to try and keep vamping. Yeah, but do next time, darling. Whoa, what? <laughs> rawr, rawr, rawr. Mm. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. We'll see you next episode. Bye for now. Good night. Bye. Bye.